used to be such good friends. Could tell each other anything. Guess it helped that we weren't really each other's types. Then one day, out of nowhere, you said, But I didn't hear you, so I was like, what? And you said, Welcome to the Smodco Internet Radio's Nooner Podcast, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I'm a host. My name is Marty. Uh, and this is uh, John uh, John Sylvain. Uh, I'm also... Uh, no, I'm a, you're a host. I, am I a host? Yes, you're an... I'm a host? You're an official MERP. You are a minor internet radio personality. Fantastic. Uh, I really am so proud and pleased that i've gotten to this point you're the newest life. the latest member of the nooner family you're, you're s- soon going to join in all the nooner riches oh fantastic yes is is there a handshake <laughs> there's this oh, don't talk about the handshake that's oh. rule number two. Oh, uh, i thought okay yeah uh but welcome everybody if you want to join in on the conversation you can tweet us at nooner podcast um on the twitter you can email us nooner podcast at gmail.com anytime and we've got uh, Vincent in Hong Kong. We've got uh, Tyson, Peter WG in Connecticut. 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 That's how you pronounce that's it. That's yes. It's. Um, do you consider it New New England? Yes. Well, actually, everybody does. But not I Kruger. Do. Not Kruger from Boston. He Who's Kruger? He's one of the other Murps here. He's he's v- adamantly against it. Against Connecticut being in New England. Yes. Yes. Uh, why? Because he says it's part of the tri-state area. Uh, it can be part of two things at once, can it? I don't know. You're talking crazy. Take, I, yeah. your, take your crazy liberal ideas elsewhere. Um, okay. I've also got Josh, who's got his own m- podcast. Um, I forget the name. Oh, Beyond the Point, right? Okay. And um, I just wanted to give you one of the, the tweets that the president gave. I mean... When? Uh, I think it was yesterday. Okay. So it goes like this. The president of what? Um, <laughs> of, of Dow Chemical. <laughs> Excellent. No. Uh, I love his tweets. Too long running, um, oh, I'm sorry, too long running Obama era investigations of two very popular Republican congressmen were brought to a well-publicized charge just ahead of the midterms. What? Like, the phrasing of this is so bad and there's like weird typos in here uh, by the Jeff Sessions Justice Department. Uh-huh. Two easy wins now in doubt because there is not enough time. Good job, Jeff. Wow. Yeah. So the the wheels of justice went forward on these investigations, and these people were charged in September when the uh, election is in November. Yes. Okay. Well, they were charged, actually. um, It's been going on for a little bit. But it refers to two congressmen, Duncan Hunter uh, from Southern California. Duncan Hunter? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a real person? That's a real person. He's, he's not a spy? No, I think he's in San Diego. Mm. Uh, and he 
he is accused of illegally spending campaign funds on such things as vacations to Rome. Mm. These uh, a lot of voters in Rome. Are they sure <laughs> that's illegal? Yeah. Uh, then also buying golf clothes at fancy resorts. You have to wear golf clothes when you're yeah, dealing with the people who are donating uh, money exactly. to you. But he would charge it back to like a veterans foundation. <laughs> Maybe he was golfing with veterans. This is all a witch hunt. And plane trips for his family's pet bunny from San Diego. No to way. No. Yes, yes to the D.C. Bunny to yes. had to fly? Yeah. Well, how else is a bunny going to get from San Diego to D.C.? Hop. Uh-huh. But you have to think about the children, the hunter children. They need their bunny. So why didn't they just pretend it was a uh, comfort animal and um, not pay for it? Isn't that what people do? That's, that's the emus and the ostriches and the how we take foxes. Er, we take Ernie on plane trips. Ernie, Ernie yeah. is a uh, Ernie is a dog. Yeah, he's a little one right down here. A little little dog. You have a little dog as well as a, the huge one. Yeah, we have. There are three dogs in here. Jesus, I'm surrounded yeah. by dogs. Yes, somebody, and somebody help me. The other congressperson is Chris Collins from New York. Again, another fake-sounding name. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Duncan Hunter and Chris Collins. So he was indicted for in insider trading. He has a stake in and sits on the board of a pharmaceutical company in mm -hmm. Australia. Mm -hmm. And literally while he was attending a White House function, he received news that the company's newest drug failed a big test. Yeah. So the company was relying on the success of the drug, and with its failure, it meant that the stock was probably going to take a dive. Right. So at that very same function, and there, there's footage of this, mm -hmm. of him calling his son mm -hmm. with like this desperate, sell, sell, sell. That's just my interpretation right. of it. Right. But, uh, so what part of the, was the interpretation? Are you, are you making up fake news? I'm making up fake news. So his son sold all, just fortuitously happened to sell like a majority stake in or his a huge share of his right. stake in the company right just before the stock took a dive as right. well as the son's fiance's father who right. also bought a bunch of the stock you know so they took a big profit b right, right before it took a dive right right i understand that I, I i i would if i had a big stake in in corporations and and was a new stuff it'd be very 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 hard i think insider trading is one of those those uh, laws where people break it, and I go, oh, yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. Because you're like looking at, oh, God, I'm going to lose um, millions of dollars, and I know this information, and legally, am I able to use it? I don't have time to check. Which is probably why board members shouldn't have stakes in the companies. Yeah, that no, that's a good idea. You know, you know that's, like, you're that's right. really a dumb, dumb thing. But uh, oh, so well, how, But then they, they have to own, I mean, they have to have a stake in it. Or well, else. they can get... A, they can get a payment for it. For Don't you have board. a little bit of compassion for the really <laughs> super rich? Okay, the point is, <laughs> these congressmen were... These, cheated to get that way. These were the f the first two congressmen to back Trump when he was a candidate. Like, uh -huh. So this is Trump sort of looking out for his own. And, and they absolutely deserve their day in court. Sure. Uh, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. But... They all, like, based on that ev evidence, they mm -hmm. deserve to be investigated. They yeah. deserve to be charged. Yeah. And the, the evidence is compelling, if not overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And whether the government is run by Republicans or Democrats, it's fair to take these 
assholes to court, you know, based, mm-hmm. on, based oh, on these fights. Oh, now they're assholes? Oh, for different reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> because they have... Don't ass- you think that's a little prejudice to just say that they're assholes? Uh, Do you uh, know them? Maybe they're very nice okay. guys. His name is Duncan You're Hunter. You're right. No, I'm wrong. Okay. You're right. I'm sorry. Duncan Hunter, not really <laughs> possible, unless he's a TV character. Uh, yeah. And even then, he'd probably be um, a sidekick... Uh, that's a really mean thing to do to somebody. Name, you know, him, name Duncan him Duncan Hunter. Hunter. Well, he is a, a veteran. Thank you for your service, but uh, get your shit together. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so here's the thing. like It sounds like a sentence or an order. Dunk <laughs> and Hunter. <laughs> get your shit together. Yeah, uh, but it just, it's it galls me that Trump just gets away with tweeting stuff like that. You know, uh, it's, and his, the base just eats it up. He's the guy who appointed Jeff Sessions to be the Justice Department, the Attorney General, and he's doing his job as fairly and freely as he thinks he can do it, even though he's tainted in different ways. But so, so it galls you that well, the president okay. has continues to have a lot of power. My and can point tweet whatever he wants. Is that like it's this is not a revelation. This is not a, a novel idea, but it's the he it's the same s- mentality that a trump supporter has mm-hmm. is the same mentality that um is a professional wrestling fan yeah okay so so like trump is a, a face you know he's like the they have their roles in wrestling they're the heels or the bad guys yeah. and the faces are the good guys and he's kind of like the bad boy face mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know what the term is. I, I'm not really up on my thing. But, he, you know, he doesn't play by the rules, but he really get, has the crowd on his side. Yeah. And so he's tapped into that, and you can see it in his rallies because mm-hmm. it's the same talking points and sort of posing that, like, wrestlers do, right? They People come for their <laughs> catchphrases. I mean, wait, <laughs> you're looking at me like, yeah, you didn't get this from, like, you know, November, you know. Well, well no, I'm uh, not saying like that. I was just imagining Hulk. Talking oh. up there. Let's make America great again. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's like he I can't do that again. Same talking points <laughs> about winning the electoral college. Nobody, nobody has a number. Huge no poll numbers. I have like it's and people eat it up whether it's factually correct or not. Like sure, he talks about having better poll numbers than than Lincoln. And the more he talks about it, the more excited people. Poll get. numbers, better poll numbers than Lincoln. Yes, in the South. Right, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, you know, I, I once had this realization that, uh, you know, I was thinking about, uh, I think uh, uh, I think Clinton was president when I, when I had this realization. I was working um, selling videotapes. This is a long time ago. I'm sorry, what, what, what are those? Videotapes are things, that, never mind. It's like what happened before streaming and between, before, uh, there was a, anyway. So I was selling videotapes and I was selling them to libraries and we had, a, and, and I, so I had a list of libraries and all of the libraries that I had, I had certain states that were my, I could call. And uh, all these libraries had a Civil War collection in the South, every single one. Oh, wow. Every single one. At the same time, I was thinking, gosh, back in the old days, you know, we, we really united, uh, our, our president really united us. And I thought, well, no, that's not true of Kennedy. It seems like it now we, we revere him, but people hated him. Right. Lots of people hated him. Well, you have to go back in time. Everybody loved Lincoln. Oh, Wait, right. no, that's not true. Right, right. And in fact, people dis- disliked him so much they decided to secede from the Union and start a war. It wasn't just him that they hated, but well, but that's what caused the, the, that's what uh, incited the Civil War. Was sh- he, sure. he got elected, and they said, "No, no, right. no, no not going to stand with that guy. He's got a great big mole on his face." 
And how did history treat uh, treat Lincoln? Uh, well, the, the history shot him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I that would be yeah. John Wilkes history well, shot him in the head. I just he was just uh, I just read a list of the the best presidents and he was number one. Right. Which is odd. I think Lincoln really gets a uh, a lot of credit um, for. I mean, look back at what he did. He did a lot of crazy ass stuff. And, well, let, let me maybe, finish. Let me finish this oh, bit okay, first. Okay. Right. You want to keep on harping on the fact that our current president is a jackass? No, no, no. It's not about him being a jackass. It's just what he's tapped into. What so, he's tapped into? Yeah. So, like, he's he has, tapped into he lots has of this, jackasses. He ha- has this thing about how great coal is. That's a, a new talking point that he's been repeating. And, and mm-hmm. because windmills kill birds, and are <laughs> no way. yes. And he's like, so he's, he's like, oh, the, and the thousands sun. and thousands of birds you just see. Oh, go go to a windmill and you look look down at the bottom. It's not a pretty sight. And <laughs> That's ridiculous. And, the, and he says uh, they're also, you know, he's like, hey, you, if all you have to do is bomb a windmill and it stops making energy. How how safe is that? What? But if you bomb took any, a windmill. Yeah. And he's like, if you take any of his, one of his supporters and you, and you say, OK, coal mines and coal plants are also like can be bombed where they get. They stop producing energy. And if you look at the numbers, like coal plants, because of pollution, kill 15 times more birds than, than windmills do, you know. It, it's the, like you're, you're, you're arguing with an insane person with their, facts. Their like, thing would be like, would shut you? up, you liberal bird, bird killer. Like, that's the, the response, because it doesn't play into the narrative that that is the the face versus the heel well, on, you're doing on the, the same wrestling thing, stage. Marty. You're doing well, the no, same that's thing. true. And I get you, caught up. You have in a it. narrative that this country I is fair <laughs> and we care about the environment. But I get caught up in it. Like when some, when J.K. Rowling or Stephen King or has like a really vicious tweet back at, at Donald Trump, I get really excited. But it doesn't affect anything. It's just playing into this narrative. And that they're witty barbs or whatever that just riles up the trump supporters even more and then they just it just becomes this vicious cycle and yeah it, and the, it, but it's the exact same atmosphere that you see in a wrestling ring not that i've been to one but that's what i've seen on on the tv yeah and so it's a game mm-hmm. and and trump knows it's fake and his mission is to be true to his persona because that's what gets him that's what gets the both sides excited which mm-hmm. puts him like that that's his goal you mm-hmm. know and it's so i don't like to talk about that even though i've been talking about that and i talk about it almost every week you know but i just i do want to focus on the policies and and the issues and and that but it's just like it, it was just like oh it it is like it he's it's tapping into something that that has that people have been doing for for millennia you know who's tapping into what now trump has just, just found a way to to elevate uh, hatred. As uh, a, as no, a just to, just to ri- get people talking about him. You know. To, oh yeah. You know, he's that, very good at that. Yeah, and it it was just uh, a, I think the most upsetting thing uh, for him about the uh, last week is that people were talking about somebody else than him. You know, John McCain, and um, mm-hmm. and I think that really pissed him off. So, uh, hmm. but anyhow. That, that I'm, I'm I'm not happy that people are talking about people other than me. I know, I know. That's why you're like. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. So everybody, I want to expand my uh, my digital footprint. Yes. Hello, people. Yeah, we've buy got, my books. We've got Jay follow Lynn. me on Twitter. No, don't do that. It's not. It's, it's not, not worth it's not it. Not <laughs> uh, We've got Michael 
Ben Hock, who's in Germany listening, and Jalen, I think it's, it's a the, worldwide it's in the UK. reach. Yeah, it's very exciting. So thank you guys for listening. Are those like the seven people who are listening? That you just listed them all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but it's and Germany it's and in uh, I'm Hong Kong. I'm pretty sure it's just one guy with like seven Twitter accounts. Oh, um, yeah. I think it's it's that's yeah. weird. It it so is. So you're being uh, followed by someone who's like Snowden or somebody who's got like apparently is everywhere. No, it's just. Someone with seven Twitter accounts. It's not hard to do, you know. You can have if you're a Russian hacker. No, if you're like a twelve year old kid. You know? Oh, yeah. well, or a twelve year old kid. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same same level of technical expertise. Uh, have you? Oh, by the way, I want to give a big shout out, a happy birthday to uh, Yogi. Yogi Sylvain, my son. Yes. Who's who's? Are you sitting down? His response to this podcast is. What's the point? What was the point of What's this? The point What's of the this? point of this? So I know you're not listening, <laughs> <so> <laughs> but still, just feel, well, it, feel uh, it out there. We haven't at home, our, at the Sylvain Wank home. That's my wife's last name is Wank, just so you know. Um, no comment. The uh, We don't know how to listen to this show live. Yeah, well, you can get the Stitcher app. You can get the, uh, the Intune app, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, TuneIn app. Uh, that makes more sense. The Intune app is the violin sort of, uh, you know, yeah, prepping app. Yeah, the, the violin prepping app. Yep, yep. Uh, so what what are you doing for? He's seventeen, mm-hmm. and d- you s- that sounds painful. It is say. because yeah. I don't. I'm only twenty seven, so I don't know how I have a seventeen yeah. year old. You were an early bloomer. I was, I guess. I don't remember most of that time. Uh, how long have you and Shelley been together? Well. I mean, I'm only 27, but we've been together for more than 30 years. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, and it is. And amazing. married for how many? Uh, 20 something, 21 years. Wow, 21 years. Do you have yeah. any? I'm about to celebrate my second wedding anniversary. Do well, you, you just keep keep plugging away, Marty. Someday you'll reach 20 just if you're plugging away. Uh, you're very healthy. You're a fine specimen of a man, so you probably live that long. Uh, I should be so lucky. You should be, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, that's the secret, just be healthy? Uh, no, to, to having a long marriage? Yeah. No, you have to stay married. <laughs> I mean, that's... Okay, so you the know, secret hey, to a long marriage is staying married. Okay, wait, wait, wait. we got to write this down. Wait, Go here's on. the thing. Do you know that all marriages end in either death or divorce? Yes. So why, you know, it's not a good idea. <laughs> There you have it, people. Don't get married. It only ends in pain. It ends in in tears, no matter what. Yeah. The only happy ending is when you both die in a car crash at the same time. Uh, oh, in that, that. Oh wait, that's not a not plane s- crash. Just a car crash. <laughs> well, in a plane crash, other people will probably die. With yeah, you, unless you're the pilot. And you'll that actually happened. Or, never mind. Okay, yeah. moving on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the secret to uh, a long uh, marriage is uh, is listening. Um, which is also the secret to uh, how we get this country uh, uh, back to being a country again and don't go into a civil war. Uh-huh. Or else, I mean, we could do what we did um, when, uh, under Lincoln, or actually under Andrew Johnson, and we could just, you know, after we beat the other side, and I'm assuming that we win, uh, although we don't have any guns, um, after we beat the other side, we beat them some more mm. for generations until they come back 100 years later and elect Donald Trump. <clears throat> Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, so don't do that t- in your marriage. I don't know if they, if 
the Andrew Johnson administration or Reformation America beat down the South? Yeah, they did. Uh, didn't they? Carpetbaggers? Didn't they do that oh, did for they? like 30 years? Oh, right. I mean, you know, th- I, I really don't know the details, but the, the general consensus among that's, historians. That's the key to this podcast. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm just going to declare some stuff. But my understanding is that um, Lincoln. Lincoln had a plan. Mm. Li- like uh, people generally think if he hadn't been assassinated, he probably would have. Um, treated the South uh, in a different way, more like the Marshall Plan, uh, and um, and that we might have had a more of a reconciled country instead of, um, I guess, what we did have, which was kind of um, the Northerners invading and, wow. uh, and creating a whole bunch of resentment. That but that back, usually but happens in after every war. Like yes, but we, what happened after the eighty-year war? <laughs> oh, the eighty-year war. Why don't we talk about the eighty-year war? Why don't more war? people talk about the eighty-year war? So that's uh, what Yogi said to me the other night. He said, "Dad, why don't we ever talk about the eighty-year war?" And I said, "What the fuck is the eighty-year <laughs> war?" No, no I, 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 I thought that was such a hilarious thing to say. Just he, like he's seventeen, if, by the way. As if, as if our, our family was keeping it secret. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like what we're not hiding? dealing with it. Yeah. And I said to my wife, I said, "Yeah, Shelley, why aren't we talking more? Why don't we ever talk about the eighty-year war?" It's actually the eighty years. Eighty war. years war, of course, because it's plural. Um, and it's the the Dutch. Did you look it up after I sent you that email? No, I'm looking it up now. Go on. Okay, so. The 80-year war, so it's the war also known as the War of Dutch Independence, which took 80 years. So what happened was, it, yeah, exactly. So Spain, uh, the Holy Roman Empire was falling apart uh, or uh, dissolving or whatever. And one of the, emp- the emperor gave one of his sons Spain and, oh, yeah, the boggy parts of Europe, <laughs> which is the Netherlands and uh, Belgium and um, something else, Luxembourg. And so Spain... And the Empire of Spain had this area that was far away from them. Oh, which hey, John, I figured out why people don't talk about the 80 no, years but it, war. Here's the thing. It was a war of independence and led to a republic, uh, the Dutch Republic. Uh, it's a European republic. <laughs> but And it lasted for 200 years. And it's uh-huh. you, and it's it's one of the things that um that people point to when they say 200 some odd years so ago. Democracy fails. Democracy fails. Exactly. Yeah. Has a two hundred year shelf life. And yeah, where, where are we right now on that? Well, we're beyond. We're way, we've we've already gone beyond it. So, uh, like what two forty or so? Yeah. All right, we're killing it. Yeah, we're totally. Uh, and it, it's really true that uh, it doesn't last long. And the, the reason oh, that it doesn't mm, last long, okay. according still to talking about <laughs> well, why don't we talk about this? Go on. We you wanted to talk. I I hate to. This is the thing. I have a rule in my bed. Okay. <sighs> Started out wrong, but <laughs> when I'm trying to go to sleep, we can't. There's two things we can't talk about: eighties year war. <laughs> no, Trump and eggs or dairy, because both of those things get me too riled up. Because eggs are not dairy, okay? Oh, I see. I can talk about it now, but not before I go to bed, because right. I'll just get why, too upset. Why are they lumped in together at the? Because they're both in the refrigerated section at the supermarket, and they're white, <laughs> and they're white, unless they're brown eggs, or unless it's <laughs> chocolate milk. Uh, did you? So your uh, wife. Is my wife is Asian? Is yes. Uh, there, uh, right into the mic. Um, yes, my wife is Asian. Okay. Yeah, we just want to record your answer for posterity. Yes, my wife is and half Asian. She's half Japanese. And your son is is one quarter Asian. Wow. Mostly so, wasp. So did you somewhat him, Jewish? Tiny you, bit. Did you let him watch a like half an hour of Crazy Rich Asians? He's already. <laughs> 
He's the whole family except me has seen it. I I felt like it wasn't appropriate for me to go well, see. You're it. not allowed to see it. I'm not allowed to see it. No. No. Yeah. And did what did they think of it? Uh, the uh, Yogi thought it was great. Uh, Shelly saw it yesterday and said it was cute. Did you see it? I did. I I took my in-laws there uh, yesterday. Are they uh uh a Asian They're, b crazy a uh, c rich? Uh, they are two thirds of those. Okay. Yes, Should so I just guess which two or just everybody? Just leave it ev- up everybody can guess their own. Do you think anybody in our collected families listens is going to listen to this? Sure. Does your wife listen to your podcast? Yes. She does? Yes. Just to keep track on where you are? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Oops. An update is, uh, is available. What does that mean? Um, it happens when you have a Windows machine. Oh. Did everybody else hear that so funny noise? The yes. Everybody heard that. Uh, everybody out throughout that's the whole why world? I brought, that's why I made note of it. Yeah. Oh. So I saw it with my in-laws and my wife. Yes. And? My wife. My wife! And it was... Uh, it was really like kind of moving and profound, bec- not because the movie was good. The movie was fine. The movie's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, but it was like watching people, Asian people, mm-hmm. in English speaking movie, mm-hmm. like not doing martial arts, mm. not playing the doctor or the mm. waiter, not talking about ancient Chinese secrets or mm-hmm. no more Yankee my wanky. Yankee my wanky? That's Six and Candles. No. I, You've uh, never seen it? I uh, I don't know. I I think I saw it once. Oh, if you're Asian and you see it, mm-hmm. Asian American, you, you do not forget it. Okay. Like, and your friends in the 80s do not let you forget it. Oh, yeah. awful. Uh, and it's uh, it's like you're seeing these people just having like r- like regular conversations like they do in every other like non-Asian English-speaking movie. Do, do, do Asians actually like, do that? It's, it's a hard thing to explain, but it was like seeing a, a younger, sexier, more talented me uh, represented on screen. You mean Constance Wu? Uh, Constance Wu. Connie Wu. Uh, she, I, I see me in her. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's That's a, quite a revelation. You know, my mother's name is Connie, and uh, mm-hmm. somebody said wanted to set me up with someone named Connie Wu, and I was like, I can't go out with someone named Connie Wu. That's too close to my mom. Is that who it was? Was uh, it Constance? No, Wu? no, no, no. Oh. Diff- I don't think so because I'm a lot older than her. But you're not that much older than her, really. Yeah, she's like forty-two. Oh, really? Yeah, she is. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Maybe I think. I mean, I looked it up recently. She She's in her late 30s or early 40s. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because she's had this enormous success lately, and she, you know, she doesn't look old, but... And she's not old. Yeah, <coughs> there's nothing... There's wrong. nothing old about that. She's still younger she's than you are. 36. She's 36. Yeah. I was surprised by how old she was. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's, but that's a little... I'm just saying that that's a little older to be... I don't think you major get film. the point of what no, I'm saying. No, your point is what you, you're seeing people that look like you. Yeah. And so in, in a movie. I, I was trying to explain this to, to my immigrant grandfather who, I mean, grandfather, father, father-in-law. Mm-hmm. And he, I was like, you know, it's just uh, the first time I've ever seen like, or, you know, English speaking, Asian actors speaking English. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, it doesn't matter because, you know, in, all these Asian movies, they just put English subtitles so you can watch it no problem. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It's like they're, they're, they're Asian people speaking English and I don't see that in movies. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what subtitles are for. So you, if you don't understand the Asian people, then you can just read the subtitles. Mm-hmm. You don't find that hilarious? Like he, he didn't understand that 
it for me it was about representation and not about understanding Asian people in a movie. Yeah, no, I I get I get what you're saying. I, and I get what he's saying. So that's why I kind of don't. It it is kind of funny, but it's not. I mean, yeah, I'm a huge fan of, you know. John Woo movies. Yeah, but you're not a fan of representation, apparently. Okay, moving on. Wow, 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 wow. That's right. I'm not. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know representation without taxation. How about that? Eggs are not refrigerated in Europe, says Darren Husted of Wolf Amsterdam. Um, Ever? No. <laughs> Uh, in general, they're not. They have a very high shelf life, yeah. and also they have they have a lot of irradiated milk in Europe. So there's a, a large, probably most of the milk is not uh, refrigerated either. Yeah. So it's it. Does that make it dairy? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it. You talk about it with your wife tonight. In bed. Wow. Yeah. What? Okay. No, it was just it was a callback to to. Um. So did does uh Yogi does he identify with anything asian no no i mean he does sort of right i mean he he's he's but he's uh uh i don't i'm not sure my wife doesn't shelly doesn't really right she kind of remembers every once in a while oh that's right i'm not white that's kind of her experience because uh just because that's kind of her experience Uh uh-huh i don't know and her mom uh, I don't know <laughs> what to say about that. She's uh, a Japanese. Was she born? She was born here, right? She was well. She was born in um, Hawaii. Okay, but it was before it was a state. So I don't know if she's really. Oh, that's <laughs> that's, that's that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Does that count? Is a, is she really an know. American? Can she be president? I don't. I I don't know. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know if she could be president. Um, but I just. I don't know. It was it was something that I rarely see, and I, and I was happy to see it. So yeah, no, that's really great. Did you, have you seen uh, or uh, searching? No, that's the 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 John Cho movie. That's yeah. Right now. Did you see it? No, I heard an interview with him and uh-huh. uh, and the director, who's uh, Indian American, uh-huh. and uh, it's interesting because Searching is the first movie with an Asian male star or something. Like somehow, or maybe it came out before Crazy Rich Asians or something like that. They they had some. What about Harold and Kumar? Mm, how about drama? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. They oh. mentioned something, and I was like, "Oh, that's a you know." It's the first movie that starts with the letter S that stars John, John Cho, Cho um, in a lead role where he mostly sits in front of a computer looking for uh, his child, which is what it's about, apparently. Right. So that's. Uh, it's the first movie like that. Okay. It, well, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, no, but you don't see many Asian thrillers or, or Asian-American thrillers out there. Right. Um, at least uh, sort of mainstream ones. There's uh, something, the bone, uh, crunching the bone. Shoot. But anyhow, that was a, a sort of a horror film that a friend of mine made with a mostly Asian cast. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's really good. It, I'm, it's very exciting to be... Um, an Asian in the media these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm going you know we uh, I'm going off after this to uh, Cal Poly Pomona to teach my film class, which I just started teaching last week. And uh, one of the units I'm going to be teaching um, it's called Film in American Culture: Introduction to Film in American Culture. And I'm be showing uh, Better Luck Tomorrow. Do you ever see that movie with John Cho? 
Mm-hmm. I actually, you worked on that, right? No, I didn't. Everybody else we know worked on it. I, right? I worked on one day of casting for it. Oh, yeah? Yes. With Donna Tina Charles? Yes, and that was uh, directed by... Justin Lin. Justin Lin of... Fast and Furious fame. Star Trek Three, whatever it was called. Oh, what? Beyond Darkness. Oh, really? Yeah, he directed that. Is that the one with Sabotage? Yeah. <laughs> Best and worst use of music ever? Yeah. In a movie? Yeah. Just like, I love that song, and I... I, it was very funny to watch, fun to watch things blow up, but at the same time, I'm like, this is a Star Trek movie. Yeah. This is stupid. So Darren asks, what about every Jackie Chan movie? Well, uh, as I said before, it, like, uh, it was profound to see something without martial arts in it, like that mm. being the, the driving thing where it's about like a lot of Asian-ness, you know, and um, so, yeah, Jackie Chan has not been in a romantic comedy. I, I mean... Mostly they're just action comedies, you know, mm-hmm. and those are great too. Those are really fun to see too. Like they're awesome. Yeah, I've seen you know all the ones from the eighties and nineties. He's awesome. Yeah, and Michelle Yeoh, who's in Super Cop, mm. she's in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh yeah, yeah, and she's a fantastic actress. Does she's she great. kick any butt? Uh, she does. She does, but only through her strength of will. Is she the mom? She's the place of the mother, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Cause she, so she's, like, very judgmental, and you know if you know you could, just, she could lift up her leg and kick you in the head twice. Yes, <laughs> but without even thinking. <laughs> and not even mess up her makeup. Uh, and oh, then Tyson man, asks about cop. Big Trouble in Little China. Big it, Trouble in Little China? Yes, a John Carpenter film. From, yeah, but... Uh, with Dennis Dunn, and I thought it was Dennis fantastic. Dennis Dunn? Yeah, he was the the actor, and I see, I see him at auditions. Oh, I saw uh, there was the his sidekick. I forget the guy's name. But we big that's Kurt Russell, right? Mostly. Yeah. yeah. How, how dare you say mostly? No, <laughs> it's like <laughs> like he's the, the big trouble, and then no, he's actually like the least effective like person in the movie, which is great. Like mm-hmm. like he uh, in the final fight scene, he knocks himself out before like the. F- and the fight scene sort of goes on in spite of him, you know. Nice. Yeah, it's great. It's actually a really great movie, and it and it was a big deal for me because I'd never seen Asian Americans in a, um, in a big action movie before. Well, that was John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That guy's great. He's great. Yeah, and like he cast it like it's not like even though it, it takes place in this in, in this sort of like mystical sort of thing, uh, Asian like underground world yeah it uh it really is it harkens back to a lot of the, the old uh, shaw brothers movies yeah from the 70s and yeah the magic uh woo or magic yeah thing mountain, right all kinds of weird stuff happened and, and it was it was doesn't make any sense at all no and it but it honored that sort <laughs> yeah. of stuff and uh it has victor wong in it and his brother was my father my grandfather's lawyer his name was Hurricane Wong, I think his name. No, was. yeah, Hurricane Wong. Yeah, or oh my god, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and Hurricane Wong. That was my, that was my f- grandfather's lawyer. Lawyer. Yeah, attorney at law. <laughs> was he also a superhero? Uh, Did he fight uh, Duncan Hunter? Hunter. Uh, Duncan Hunter's father. <laughs> at night, and it was not polarizing for me. I thought it was great, and I and Donald. What's his name? What Donald do you mean something? polarizing? What was polarizing? Just like, it, it, is it racist or not? You what? Know, uh, big Trouble in Little China. Oh, oh. And so Donald, I forget his last name, but I, s- I once had a long conversation with him at uh, at the movies, uh, or at, at an audition, and then... Do you know all the Asians? 
I know all the Asians. You know, no, it's all? funny. It's just like weird. Like you know, I saw George Takei at a at an audition, and no, he, you didn't I really. Did. Yeah, was he auditioning for the same thing you were auditioning I for? I don't believe so. I don't, if he did, was I'm he auditioning because sure. that's ridiculous. He was. Uh, I don't know, but he was very nice. He was very uh, friendly and gracious to me, um, and I, I didn't really. I was scared to death of him, but really, yeah, because. Uh, because of that one episode where he had the sword and stuff, and you yeah. thought he was still crazy. That I was, he was just still a crazy. But no, I, you know, I, I, I can handle myself with a with a foil. So I was. Oh, that's about true. That. Yep, that's true. Does everybody know that Marty uh, was going for the Olympics in uh, in fencing at one point? Uh, a couple of points, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, like the second alternate in you two. You were? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Marty's awesome. I wanted. I was thinking about uh, how he's going to come in here and and uh, and rip away the curtain. Oh Jesus! You, you, no, 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 you, no. Curtain Marty's stays awesome. Fixed. Stays fixed. And I think that you're smarter than everybody else that uh, I know, and you're certainly in better shape, even though you're aged. I'm aged. I'm. I'm definitely. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get. To <laughs> is that on the agenda? It's on the agenda. Do you, I'm do you have old. an agenda, and then uh, everybody else has to respond to your agenda? You have, you can bring in whatever you want. I did. I sent I, you a whole I know, email. I know. We're, we're getting to. We are. Yeah. I wonder if I'm going to be warned or anything. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm actually being. Uh, you have all the, the equipment over there, and mm-hmm. I have one microphone. Yeah. Across the room, it feels very much like a congressional hearing. I'm <laughs> I'm con- putting my hand over the mic and consulting counsel. Um, do you are you excited about your your class? Is today oh, the first yeah. day? No, yeah, last week was the first day. Oh, and how did it go? Uh, it went fine. It it was it's a two hour forty five minute class. In um, it used to be three hours and forty five minutes, and and it's um a general education class. So it's the art credit that you have to take. So what I did was I went around and had sixty kids in the class. And I asked them why they were taking the class, and some of them said they want to learn more about how to talk about movies. Some of them said, I want to learn. <laughs> one, one woman said, I want to find out why it takes so long. You know, I see a movie, and I like it. Well, how come it takes, like, three years for the sequel to come out? Um, yeah, and talk uh, to Bill Watterson about that, uh, you know, because Dave made a maze. It's, like, seven years to make an, an independent movie, you know. Who? Okay, you need to listen to the show more. No, he's one of the Merps. He's... He's a, he's he's direct directed a, a feature last year called Dave Made a Maze. Oh right, I heard that. Yeah, I thought you were thinking. I thought Bill Waterston sound. Is who's the guy who did uh, Calvin and Hobbes? Calvin and Hobbes, same name. Bill Waterston, yeah. It's the same name. It's the same person. Uh, no, no, no. I actually, he won't. He won't say one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> but go go on. Oh, uh, so uh, but most of the kids uh, were honest and they said, "Well, I'm taking it because it's a." GE requirement and I, it doesn't require any dancing or drawing. Oh, but how? But how long it takes to um, to make a movie? How long does it take to make a movie? Uh, why it takes so long? Or what did you tell the the? I haven't told them yet. That was the question that she had, and I'm going to explain that t- today. Uh-huh. Today, today is the day where I I tell everybody uh, the entire history of cinema, and then I say how movies are made, and then I'll go into genres. And I'll do all that in two hours and 45 minutes so that next week we can watch Star Wars. So you do you watch the movies in class then? Yeah. So I have 15 weeks and, and about eight or nine of them are going to be watching a movie. And, uh, and of course, the movies are about two hours long. So it's going to be like next week is going to be something like 
Star Wars, 1977, first blockbuster. Imagine a time when the country had just come out of Watergate in Vietnam, and now th there's this escapist fantasy. It created a whole new category of, of hit. And uh, Wasn't Jaws the first blockbuster? Yeah, yeah. Professor Sylvain, wasn't Jaws the first blockbuster in 1974? 1975. Five? Uh, you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know anything about film. Oh, sorry. Shut up, kid. <laughs> I'm just practicing. Yeah, that's good. Um, but, uh, you know, The Hero's Journey. It's just a, such a simple, uh, structured movie to, to sort of introduce... Uh, and to an analyze the uh, the script, and then we'll watch on the waterfront the week after. But the class is going to go something like, um, uh, I will introduce the fact that it, it came out in 1977 and give the context of the time, and then I will um, show the movie, and then I'll say, what did you think? And it'll be over. The class will be over. Right. Like last week, I, I had everybody go around the room and say what their name was and what year they were and wha what their favorite movie was, their favorite TV show, and... And um, and and why they're taking the class and learn why that it was the only GE um, class that didn't require dancing or drawing. So that's you know why I'm I'm making a living. I think you should make everybody dance and draw. <laughs> Hi. Oh, uh, um, that would be very funny. Everybody, yeah, I'm definitely gonna make everybody dance and draw. I mean, I the the, the somebody said there's no dancing in this class, and I said, how do you know? <laughs> Yes, I love it. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great. I'm really excited about it for a lot of reasons. First of all, I love movies, and second of all, I love talking about movies. But the school is is really incredible. Um, it's got uh, it's actually number five on a list of schools that um, increase people's um, income uh -huh. because uh, about seventy sixty to seventy percent of the uh, kids are the first person in their family to go to college oh wow it's a that's fantastic huge um school for immigrants um it's a very very diverse yeah uh i mean my class is just every from all over the world um or their their parents were from all over the world um, all my all the kids are none of them are english as a second language based on the way they talk just out of curiosity <laughs> though how how many people have seen star wars before almost all of them really okay yeah like, uh, well, about 70%. But most of the, like, two of them have seen the next movie, which is On the Waterfront. Okay. And then Scarface, about five people saw Scarface before. And then Which Scarface are you going to show? The, the new one. Uh -huh. the, oh, the, the Palmer. The, the Palmer one. And then how did you pick, decide to what movies you're going to show? Well, I wanted to start off with uh, Star Wars cause it's, because I wanted to talk about just the basic. Because for me, it's one of my favorite movies, but it's also really a basic story. You know, it's a hero's journey, very simply. Right. Right. And and what I want to, um, as a theme of, of the class is, the hero, ha the way movies generally work, narrative films, is the hero faces a problem uh, that they solve. Right. And, and and the relationship to American culture is, what I what is the problem, what is the solution, and how does that relate to the general cultural issue that it's dealing with? Um, and so in, in Star Wars, the general cultural issue really is, is the, uh, you know, what is a hero and what is the role of uh, and responsibility of an individual, which is an ongoing theme throughout uh, cinema history. And then you take that and you put it into on the waterfront and you have a much more complicated situation right. based on real life. We have union and you have, you know, uh, loyalty to 
um, friends and family. Shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. And um, do you need a Kleenex? No, I'm. No, uh, yeah. Get the butter. <laughs> um, so, and then the next one is. Uh, so then I'm going to go into the immigrant experience and do Scarface and Better Luck Tomorrow. And then so I Better Luck Tomorrow is like a sort of it's a it's a really good movie. Like it's yeah. it's sort of a crime. It's based on a true story that happened in Orange County, mm-hmm. where um, some teens got into bad business, mm-hmm. and uh, it's sort of a. Oh, you didn't get your coffee, did you? No. Okay, no, go should get I go and get my coffee? Yeah, go get your coffee. Why don't you tell the story of yeah. uh, Better Luck Tomorrow yeah. and uh, from beginning to end? Because yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't? Uh, so, yeah. Basically, what happened was uh, these kids were, these teenagers in Orange County, I think they were Chinese or Vietnamese. This is, I mean, this is so long ago. Uh, and they were, they were stealing stuff from a radio shack, I, th- I, th- I think selling it. And then they were, uh, the Radio Shack was a store that existed uh, where they sold electronics and h- the high-end stereo equipment. Not not high-end, but um, and they gave away free batteries. But uh, then these guys, uh, th- there was dissension amongst the ranks. And in Better Luck Tomorrow, wha- they it, it's told from an, um, like there are these, ha- like, what do they call them? Not helicopter kids, but there are kids that are just sort of like, uh, are immigrants here they their kids their parents send them from taiwan or wherever and they they'll buy them a house and then just put them up in a house and then they go to school because they want their kids to have an american education and oh their parents aren't around right right oh and there's a name for that yeah yeah i don't know what it is yeah but uh, it's interesting that you don't see any of the parents in Mm. in better luck tomorrow cool yeah yeah so that that's the next that's the next movie Uh, that that'll be good that'll be really good yeah I, yeah, I don't know. Does Scarface really capture the immigrant experience? Um, well, there's a lot of issues about it, but yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's uh, yeah. There's a lot of things I think we so can talk about. We'll also talk about Brian De Palma as a director uh-huh. and talk about gangster films. You know, we'll talk about. There's a lot of things wrapped up in that because gangster films are. I mean, and and you look at Better Luck Tomorrow is it subverts that kind of idea. It's a crime film. It's an ethnic film. Yeah, you know, very very worth seeing, and. Oh, by the way, if anybody wants to uh, suggest a movie that John should include in his syllabus, even though it's already set, but maybe he could. Oh, I'm, it's changing. I was right. gonna, I was gonna show the next movie. I was gonna show after Better Luck Tomorrow was gonna be Monster. Uh huh. Um, because Patty Jenkins, and I'm also gonna show uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Uh-huh. So I was gonna show Monster and then Wonder Woman, but then I watched Monster again, uh-huh. and and then imagine these 61 kids that I've just met and watching it with them, and then trying to talk about it afterwards, and I chickened out. Uh, fair enough. So if you guys have suggestions of what is iconic American cinema that would be, you know, I, I don't know, what, what is the, the criteria for, for a movie in your, in your course? It's, got, it's, an American, it's about American culture. American culture. So the, the, uh, the big uh, topics, and I'm, I'm talking about immigrant experience, uh, women, and race. Um, so, uh, so if you want a movie about white men, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite American movie is The Right Stuff. It is? Oh, yeah. I love that movie so much. Awesome. Yeah. You've seen it, right? Yes. Yeah. It's yes. three and a half hours long. Yes, it's very long. Yeah. But it's, I, I, it's fantastic. Who directed that? That was uh, f- uh, the San Francisco director, Philip, um, who did Black Rain, 
Not Black Rain. Did he do Black Rain? Uh, he, he's um, shoot. Go on. Uh, what other movies are you doing? Uh, okay. So then after, uh, uh, then we do Hidden Figures. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. After Wonder Woman, we're gonna do Hidden Figures. Philip Kaufman. Sorry. Oh yeah, Philip Kaufman. Wow. Um, Hidden Figures, and then uh, do the right thing, uh, and then maybe uh, the documentary Thirteenth, and then which is a Netflix documentary, and then. Um, you don't need to plug Netflix just because my wife is here. That was the first time I laid eyes on her, you know. Oh, well, easy there. <laughs> <laughs> you should introduce me to your... What, you, you've been no, married for two years? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go on. Um, and then uh, Coco. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, checks like a million boxes because it's music and, and uh, animation. And Disney uh, is very American. Disney, and also it's about the... Uh, uh, Mexican American, yeah. Oh, uh, that's awesome. World, and then I, and then I might, if I have time, um, the last class I might show. Uh, we might look at the Handmaid's Tale uh, pilot, oh. because it's going into you know the future. Like, what's the future going to be? Because right now, we have uh, a situation where the the kind of movies that I'm showing, uh, uh, I mean, the middle of the road, the middle, the mid level movies don't get made by Hollywood anymore. You know. Right. They make like one or two uh, st- uh, romantic comedies with big stars, right? Um, maybe a hi- you know a heist movie or a and couple gross-out comedies. And Disney makes all the tent poles. Yeah, and yeah. And now they own Fox, so you know this. It's just going to be limited to just Disney movies, pretty much. Great. I mean, I mean, we used to work at. I mean, Paramount. This Paramount doesn't seem like it's a going concern. Jeez, it's crazy. It's a they, I, for the those Tom of you who don't business. like like the whole studio system was such a big deal when we first came out here, mm-hmm. and like there there were these just factions, and I mean it wasn't like contentious or anything, but every you know they all had their their big titles and their the things that they were good at, mm-hmm. and now it's really all been Disney and yeah ne- and less yeah, and Netflix. You know. Yeah, Netflix has gone nuts. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting time here. Um, uh, and Apple's coming in. Apple, I uh, saw some announcements about some new Apple shows. Yeah. And um, do you watch any of the Facebook shows? Like, does they have Facebook wa- television shows? Oh yeah. yeah. No, I I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I oh, I I yeah. use Facebook like once a day, and I'm like gingerly. I, I all, my feed is is full of nothing. Like, there's no politics there, but everybody else is freaked out about. Uh, you know, oh. and I, I don't like to get into conversations like that because it ruins my day. I um, uh, my I think my sister directed an episode of one of the Facebook shows, but really, yeah, yeah. What what are they? I have no idea. Uh, I haven't seen any of them. You don't watch everything your sister directs. She no, directs so much now; she don't even do it. It's too much work. Too much work. <laughs> Keeping like up with your own family is too much work. Yeah. How many uh, siblings do you have? Seventeen. No, you don't. No. Uh, <laughs> You will not pull back that curtain, John <laughs> Sylvain, <laughs> Professor Sylvain. Uh, Louis C.K. Mm. is a, a comedian. Yes. And last weekend, he did two comedy sets. He did one in uh, Long Island and one at the Comedy Cellar, I believe. Yeah. Uh, in Manhattan. T- mm-hmm. Manhattan. And he didn't address any of the reasons why he's been away. Really? He didn't. No. He just... Did fifteen a fifteen minute set, solid fifteen, got laughs, got a standing ovation when he walked in, uh-huh. and everybody's in is or a lot of people are up in arms about his like saying that he he didn't he hasn't 
apologized enough to society for his masturbating in front of women. Mm. Um, he hasn't paid uh, the price for his cr- transgressions. Mm. Uh, how, what do you feel about that? Well, uh, I have complicated uh, thoughts about it. I, I, um, I guess I... I guess I I don't really know. Uh I don't know if he owes the world um a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um he is a public person who makes his living in public. So what he did by doing those two shows seems a little um odd. It seems like there's a step missing where uh but maybe he feels like when he uh made his public statement apologizing did you that he did that? Did you think he did a good job of it? Of, it? of apologizing? Yes. Well, um, I don't really. I didn't really get into it, but I think that um, he acknowledged that he did what he did was terrible. From what I remember, mm-hmm. he acknowledged that what he did was terrible, and he acknowledged that he was completely oblivious mm-hmm. to uh, the reason it was terrible when he did it, and he acknowledged that he realized why it was terrible. He didn't really. Um, I mean, it's gross. You know what he was basically thought that it was appropriate to. Um, in certain situations to, you know, say, hey, do you want to watch me play with myself? Um, and uh, and he didn't realize that he had power because, you know, he didn't realize it. So, Or so he says. So he says, yeah. Uh, he wasn't asking studio executives. He wasn't asking network executives, could I masturbate in front of you? He was asking comedians who, he, who were supporting him on tours and whatever. Like yeah. That, that is, he clearly knew he had power. Okay, I mean, I mean maybe not explicitly, but clearly he picked them over people who had influence over him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but um, so w- w- go on, go on. Sorry. Well, I, I'm, I, I don't want to defend him. Oh no, no, no. I'm just saying. But you said it's complicated, so I'm, I'm just w- like what, what I think is what. It, see, that's the thing. Is it what is the appropriate uh, response for him? He is a public figure. Right. And he's he's I mean, that's how he makes his living. He's been making his living as a comedian his entire life. Right. Right. He's made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from the outside, it's like, well, he's had a lot of success. He could just retire now. Right. But maybe he can't. You know, maybe he spent it all. I don't know. Two kids. He's living in Manhattan. That that's not cheap. Right. I mean, he could definitely move to North Dakota and probably live there forever. Um, But uh, so. Uh. I guess I guess what I would say is um, there's there's two sides to it. What is the um, what I think is appropriate, mm-hmm. and um, and then what I think uh, I have the right to say. So so for instance, I I don't think it's appropriate that he he I don't think he is appropriate that he went out there and didn't address it right. after for his first two shows, especially considering the kind of comedy he always has done and the perception that I have. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very, very confessional to the point where it's really uncomfortable. Which is part of his thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, and because of that, I think he, he especially in his, his show, like looked in places at the human experience that other people hadn't. Right. So given that kind of level of sensitivity and and my admiration of him as an artist. Right. Right. Which um, I isn't diminished by what he did in his private life because of and I'll tell you why. Um, I would think that he would be more sensitive 
um, and and explore what that meant right. when he first came out. Right. But then again, maybe it's a tune-up show or whatever. But the point is, is that I th- I don't I think that that's inappropriate. On the other hand, I don't I don't know that my opinion, like I don't I the the sort of groundswell or even just maybe you characterizing it as people don't think he did that. You know what I mean? That's sort of like like there's some. Uh, monocultural or uh, mammoth uh, authority that is that exists, you know, on Twitter. Like right. the Twittersphere has a right, right. Has a they're, moral they're authority. Th- right, right. They're the litmus test for what is good in society. Right. So I don't. I think he's in a very difficult position. And um, on one hand, I think he what he did was gross, and he deserves um, to go away for a little while. Right. But at the same time. I think uh, I've always thought that he was a, a, a really interesting voice. And it's analogous to this, right? I realized a long time ago that some of the people who, who I loved as musicians were horrible people. And they were demonstrably horrible people. And if you wanted to, um, but sometimes, you know, th- I, I divorced myself from what they, what they did, like Chuck Berry uh, and J- Chuck Berry especially. <laughs> Chuck Berry okay. did lots don't, of gross don't, things. Don't look up Chuck Berry <laughs> hot tub video. Do not look that up. No, exactly. It was like, uh, and he he actually said one about every fifteen years I get in trouble or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is amazing how like in that era, like that was there was video proof out there and nobody seemed to give a hoot. Well, uh, you know, I mean, they, they did a little bit, but you know, then it's like, well, he's seventy five years old and. He he helped create rock and roll. Stole yeah. stole most of it from his pianist, apparently. Oh pianist? really? Pianist? Oh, pianist. Piano player. <laughs> Keyboardist. Keyboardist. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, I think that I I think he he has to uh, he should address it. So, uh, Darren said that he um, his current situation should be that he should not be in public. Not enough time has passed. How much time is enough time? Like who who decides that? Do we? Ca- contact Darren and say, hey, Darren, has it been enough time yet? Yeah, I think Darren should be the guy. Yeah. Uh, is it enough time? I mean, uh, you know, is it okay to name your kids Adolf? Um, you're right, exactly. Like, when, when, how many generations have to go by? But no, I don't think there's ever, a, I don't think there will ever be a time when that's a, a good name to Well, name. Do, you kn- do you know, here's something really strange. Did, His name was actually John. There was <laughs> he a changed it yeah, to Adolf. Yeah, he changed so. to Adolf. There's a there's a really cool app um, or th- uh, thing on the web that name the name Voyager. Have you ever heard of this? No. Name Voyager. It basically took all the names out of the Social Security database and put them into a whole bunch of charts, so you can see the popularity of names over the the course of the last uh, 150 years in America. And you should be able to check that by region because Social Security numbers are done by. region. I think you probably can. I that that might have actually been added. Right. You know, that's an interesting. Uh, but it's it, but Adolf was a very popular name, and then there's this huge drop-off where it just becomes nobody's named Adolf. And so the chart goes to a certain point, and then just, do you know what the, the, the year that that became really unpopular was? Can you guess? No, I, I it, Would you think it was maybe 1941? Sure. Maybe 1937? Yeah, yeah. Maybe 1945? Sure. It was 1948. That's insane. Yeah, and it's not like it slowly went off. During right. World War II, it just was really popular until 1948, and everybody said, "Oh, that's right." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Grandpa. The name dies here. Uh, there will be no number three. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's uh, to me that was 
That is really fascinating. Um, but I, Thanks, I think Marty. that I know it wasn't that fascinating. No, it it it, it is. I'm I'm wondering what that what was be the cause of that. Uh, I think that I think a lot of people were celebrating um, uh, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> oh, I see. Until it became just too awful. Yes. Um, but I I think that he Louis C.K. has to talk about it and have like. The thing is, like, I think there should be a discussion, I think, uh, but who's going to engage him with in that discussion? Who's going to be like, okay, Louis, we'll talk about it. You know, who, wh- what do you want to talk about? Like, let, we'll, we'll hash this out. We'll get your true perspective on, on power and women. And, I um, think, you know, maybe, maybe he did two shows to see if he could just do it. And then, and then maybe he's going to go back and say, oh, that didn't work. Right. Well, I hope you know, he did. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's the, he thought, well, I could come out and talk about this whole thing and do nothing but talk about this whole thing sort of uh, the way I would do with almost anything in my life before right. or maybe if I just ignore it because I, I have these other things to think about I wonder what I can do maybe that's what he's doing I don't know yeah but I, it's I think ultimately like people can get angry about it um, but the market will speak I think you know if he sells out shows he sells out shows like you know like um, even during this whole crisis Bill Cosby was selling out uh, you know uh, venues, you know, he was se- selling out venues doing, doing stand up. Yeah, Bill Cosby was still doing stand up. Well, he would sit down, sit down mostly. Yeah. He was doing sit down, he was doing sit down, the best sit down comedy you've ever seen. Did he, he really was during yeah. all oh, of yeah, this? Oh, yeah, because he still has defenders, like you know, and I'm sure that there are people who are like, he didn't, you know, Louis C.K. didn't touch those women, he just, he, he just did it. You know, several feet away, and like they they consented to it, mm. and and like well, the fact is that he got a standing ovation when he walked into this club. Yeah, and I'm sure he was like, oh, I think this is gonna work out just fine. I don't need to address the elephant in the room until he you know, felt the barometer from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think that everybody, well, not everybody deserves a second chance, but for certain things, for certain transgressions, you do, and you just have to be. Repentant and have humility and and empathy and uh, and listen and then yeah. um, and then have discussions about it. But yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, I but I, I do agree with Darren. It's not the time has not come. No, I I, I I agree with that. It just seems a little shockingly soon. Um, but at the same time, this whole Me Too movement has um, been uh, this. I'm sorry. Uh, this Me Too movement has been. Um, Part of it has has been, you know, very um, fast. People have lost their stuff, sure. and mistakes very will be quickly. made, and and there will be that there will be constant reformations, like sort of you know reanalyses of of what is what is crossing the line, what is what is the appropriate punishment. Have you got? Have you talked about James Gunn? Uh, we. Did a oh I don't know if he did or not but yeah, I, I think, think he did. did I think yeah. I actually heard you talk yeah. about it, about it a little bit yeah and you know you know James yes and he's a great guy right really really very 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 and one of the nicest guys yeah. I've ever met yeah I mean so he, he, for he, those who, who don't know John did a a, a film festival of these uh, very we've talked about it before instant yeah. films instant and films and James participated in yeah he wrote uh, a number of them he wrote one after he it was amazing he came it takes a weekend basically and and we we uh the writers write a script on um 
Friday night, and then it's handed off to a random selection of directors, and then they randomly select a cast, and it's really fun. And and James came in and wrote a script the weekend after um, he had two back-to-back, had written two back-to-back number one movies. <laughs> um, for the, the one of them was uh, the Scooby Doo, and then there was another one that he that he wrote that was number one before the weekend before that, and then he came and wrote for me for nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, and probably <laughs> killed it. And yeah, he he was yeah oh, he's always a great writer, yeah. and he's a very nice guy. I mean, you know, he, I was always surprised because he was very successful, and and he and always answered his own phone. Oh, that's so funny. And, and back then, he was married to Jenna Fisher. Right. Uh, and who also participated in instant films. Also very sweetheart. Yeah, she was really very nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, w- I was lucky enough to be in uh, one of the... It was right when she got The Office, and we were in a short together. Were you in the one, the bikini one? Yeah, with Tom Chalmers. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That was fun. Yeah. And then uh, and then and Lee Kirk is her, her husband now. Oh. And, and he was... He wrote for instant films. Oh, they all knew each other. And Lee Kirk was recommended by James Gunn. Oh, so how about that? Insane, crazy weirdness. Yes. Um, yeah, so ja- yeah, James James was, was uh, is basically lost his job because of things he said 10 years ago on Twitter. And just like they're dumb, victimless jokes, like, mm-hmm. you know, and just like stupid, crass, like nothing... Uh, not as funny as what they do on South Park, but uh, um, along the same lines, you know, of... Yeah. Just Yeah, and, and the thing is, if you knew him, like, when he was tweeting that, everybody who was paying attention to him knew him. Right. So the context was, I don't believe any of this stuff, but isn't this funny? So, whatever. I mean, I here's the thing. What you said is, I think, I as somebody who has made some terrible mistakes and uh, rehabilitated himself. Um, uh, second chances are important to me. Right. So. Do you want to talk about any of those? No. Okay. No. The g- second chances were given to me by, uh, you know, my family. Oh, I see. I see. And, uh, and so I'm not going to talk about no, it. No, that, that's, that, <laughs> that's, di- that's different. <laughs> you're, you're thanks, like, thanks for the invitation. Yes. I got to go. Yeah. But uh, for the record, uh, John did not masturbate in front of any of his family members, and uh, uh, that I know of. <laughs> and we'll leave I'm it there. Not, I'm not masturbating in front of Marty right now. That, okay. as far as anyone knows, <laughs> right? And you're just searching for your car keys <laughs> over and over again. I am French Canadian, so sometimes it takes a long time to find my car keys. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, mm-hmm. why are you winking at me? I don't know. Um. There was, do you ever notice like in movies like in from the 70s or or just media in general, like everyone is thin in these, in these movies, like old movies? Yeah. Like from the 70s and, and like, no, you don't No, I, I I mean, everybody is thinner than they are now. Yeah. 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 Well. But I mean that's generally true in the population, but I haven't really noticed it from the old movies. Oh yeah, I, if you watch movies from the seventies, you're just like, wow, people were really just like skinny and like, it, it's just weird. You it's know? weird how how you contrast it to people today, or right. movies today, because they're, they're popular. Or, yeah, by or just people today too. I Americans. mean, look at, look was at everybody in Crazy Rich Asians? Were they were they mostly skinny? They're mostly skinny, mostly skinny, yeah. except for the. 
the comedic, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. I I heard I, re- I heard one review that basically pointed that out that uh, that basically um, everybody except for the the comedic roles um, took the shirt off. Yeah, a lot a <laughs> lot of bare chested people <laughs> in that movie, both male and female. Are, well, I mean, it's not like a yeah. And yeah. and I you don't see a lot of um, objectification of of Asian males in in movies and you don't I, I mean maybe the movies you don't you watch Bernie yeah. I I see lots of go on never mind okay <laughs> <laughs> I see you set up a camera outside my bedroom window yes um, yes so according to like the basic uh, records like mm-hmm. government figures the the calorie consumption from like 1976 mm-hmm. is pretty much the same as now. What? Yeah. And according to who? Uh according to um let's see uh, we currently consume an average of 2100 calories a day. That's what? And back in 76 we consumed 2200 calories uh, a day. Uh, and this is according to government figures I think in the UK. In the in the UK? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And All right. So I and I people yeah. get the basically the same amount of exercise too. In England? Uh in England or or yeah. In England. Yeah, but England I think is not the United States, you know. I know, but the there this issue <laughs> is the same there <laughs> too you, because <laughs> Wait, what? Because England obesity has increased. They play football in England since we play football here. It's just different. Mm. Um, but the the, n- I mean, I think that it, there are parallels. So there, they have an increase in obesity there, but they still have th- the same amount of exercise and caloric intake. Okay, so I would say that first of all, the the amount of exercise and caloric intake is based on what people are reporting. I bet you a million dollars. Okay. Self-reporting. Well, so then and now, people were lying, lying now, and they were honest then. Yes. I think so. Why? Why do I think that? Because people are fat. Yeah, but, but people were that back then. They were fat back then? Mm-hmm. No, they weren't. Listen, I... I, I uh, no, no, I mean, but pe- people, I know which is people lied back then, I should say. Oh, in the 70s? Yeah. No, everybody was honest. The only per- that's why, that's why uh, Nixon was so... He was an anomaly because he was the only liar. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all facts. This is all true. Yeah. So, so um, uh, let me. Uh, I I happen to have uh, seen a presentation about this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, some people out there in in podcast land might not know that I've lost 130 pounds. John, has I mean, lost most pounds. people in the world know about that. Yes, but I have lost 130 pounds. So I used to be, uh, really. I'm I'm still uh, overweight, but I used to be really overweight. So I did things and found out about you know weight. It's important to me. And so one of the things I got this presentation from a doctor um in in uh in World War right around the the turn of the century, right? It used it used to take one person one acre of land to make enough food for uh one person for a year. And then there were back at the turn of the century, uh the last century, like 1900, there were uh new uh corn hybrids that were figured out that made it so one person with one acre of land could feed 10 people. Right, which is like a huge game changer. Huge game changer. And 
the United States government felt that that was part of the reason why um, we did so well in World War One and were beating other com- uh, countries uh, after that is because we had all this food. So they subsidized the corn output. So they had a lot of corn, and they had to figure out what to do with it. So they invented um, uh, corn syrup and uh, high fructose uh, corn, what is it called? High fructose corn syrup. Syrup, right. And they put that in everything. <coughs> so that's one thing. And then the other thing is if you look at the typical meal at McDonald's, you know, it used to be a uh, a hamburger, the 30-cent hamburger, the 12-ounce Coke, and the uh, or Pepsi, <laughs> and then uh, a small fries. And you look at the typical meal at McDonald's now, and it went from being uh, like 350 calories to 1,200 calories. Well, and yeah, you look at um, big gulps, right? Well, that that's what this this writer gets at. It, it's not necessarily high fructose corn syrup uh, per se, even though there's some there there's some evidence that there there might be something about it that that is worse than regular sugar. But just it's a, a quantity difference. So yeah. right now we consume, or at least in England, for, from 40 years ago, they <laughs> consumed <laughs> 39 times as much dairy desserts and um, and twice the breakfast cereals, twice the cereal sa- snacks. So so basically the the amount of sugar yeah. that people take in mm-hmm. is uh, has skyrocketed because mm-hmm. uh, these companies are trying to create uh, food that is fun to eat. And, and cheap. And cheap. And so th- this person's theory, this um, wrote a book on it, uh, I, I could give him oh the men who made us fat uh, mm-hmm. Jack Peretti mm-hmm. and he said that like that increase in sugar is th- the his theory is that that's the major cause of why there's so much more obesity mm-hmm. um, so that would be the um, that's the factor and uh, w- I don't know I do do you hold any credence to that well uh, I don't know I I really don't know. I, 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 it seems like, uh, th- that makes sense. Uh, sugar is, uh, is kind of, um, bad for you in, in the amount of quantities that we, we eat it at, if I could do that, say that correctly. G- good words, good words. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm really always, I'm very suspicious over the years of, of, um, highlighting specific foods because, it's been um, just, uh, it, it all comes around to uh, people say, oh, no, it's, it's the fat. Oh, oh, no, it's the carbs. Oh, no, it's the sugar. Oh, no, it's the this, it's the protein. Oh, no, it's the that. It's this kind of specific thing. And, and then they say, oh, yeah, it turns out it's, it's uh, calories in, calories out. Oh, no, it's not. It's the timing. You know, it, the, the whole thing changes so often. But basically, if, you're, if you are actually eating 2,000 calories... Um, then you will maintain a weight of 200 pounds if you're, uh, you know, reasonably active. I, it's really hard to be reasonably active, I think, for most people. You know, it's just, yeah, most of our jobs. I, I, I'm, I no longer work on a farm. Right. No, that's true. But back in the day, back when, when back when, when I was young, when you were plowing the field, I was plowing the field with my oxen, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, you were robust. I was robust. Yeah, I I think that the sugar is is a very big contribution and in in terms of how food is packaged. I mean, if you look at basically everything you eat has 
like I went to California Pizza Kitchen yesterday mm. and the Thai salad was just like just super super sweet and the got the the uh, chicken barbecue chicken sa- uh, pizza mm-hmm. super super sweet and mm-hmm. it's like oh well there's like this was not part of our diet like years ago that much sugar like mm-hmm. so I, I I don't know I'm not a big s- I don't have a huge sweet tooth but I sh- certainly do like to eat and um, at the same I mean did you when you were growing up um, and we were we're we're now basically the same age. Yes. When I met you, you were a freshman and I was a senior, so you were a little punk. I didn't know you when then. I didn't meet you until out here. Oh, well, uh, I thought of you as a freshman. Okay. Yeah, fair, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Ten years later. <laughs> anyway, um, but, I mean, when I was growing up, I, I grew up in New Hampshire and, and uh, my parents got divorced and my mom um, can't cook anyway. And uh, my dad, so it was basically I had burgers and um, peas out of a can was was the vegetable Right and uh, and uh, or or right a frozen potato uh, French fries was basically what we ate all the time. Occasionally we'd mix in a hot dog and maybe some green beans, and then uh, and then we go we go really really ethnic and have some rice. Whoa whoa whoa! Mm-hmm. Slow down. Yeah, but that was like once a once every two weeks. Right. Um. So uh, the food was awful. Right. You know, I didn't really have any variety in my diet until you know i moved out to seattle and discovered the first corn dog <laughs> whoa <laughs> where's the bun i was amazed i was like we didn't have corn dogs where i was from oh and i was like what the this is disgusting you're gonna take a hot dog and then you're gonna cover it in deliciousness goop, and then and you're then gonna fry it? fry it that sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen i love them Anyway, I, did you have? I mean, did you have good food? Did you? Your oh yeah, m- your mom was a good cook, uh, or your dad maybe? I don't know. <laughs> my mom is a decent cook. Yeah. Yeah. And then my you're a foodie. Did you? Where did that come from? Because I like to eat. Yeah, but I I mean you're you like to cook, right? Yeah, I like to cook too yeah. because I like to eat. But did you? When did you learn that? Uh, you'll have to listen <coughs> to the other podcast, Ding Dong <laughs> Chomp. Ding Dong Chomp. De- I do. Details. Yeah. I do. So uh, yeah, it's just through because I I like to fiddle around with things and that's something that was particularly well that's what that's what louis ck said zinger thank you (laughs) tip your waitress (laughs) (laughs) i got a couple emails i'm just gonna uh, rush through these i mean not because they're not of quality but because um we have so much else to talk about we have so much else to talk about yeah so steve owens from you're gonna read read it really fast yeah he says Hey guys, I'm headed to Salt Lake City and then driving to Evanston, Wyoming to hang out with my wife for a couple weeks. She's on location to keep uh, the state hospital from being shut down. So I'm going to have a whole lot of fun. I've never been to Utah or Wyoming. Mm. Have you been to either of those places? Mm, uh, I flew through uh, Salt Lake uh, recently going somewhere else. And I was in Wyoming. I drove through Wyoming and had uh, uh, a really nice uh, breakfast near Devil's Tower on the way out to Seattle driving. It's beautiful and empty. Mm-hmm. I just remember buying fireworks in Wyoming mm. and lighting them off and enjoying them a lot. Mm. Why did you go to Wy- Wyoming? Is it nearby to where you grew up, or did you just go there? Oh no, it's Yellowstone Park. Yellowstone. I w- I drove through Yellowstone yeah. at night on the way out to Seattle, and uh, we stopped at a. All right, we stopped at a restaurant. I'm saying a restaurant like it, we were actually we actually stopped at a bar, and the bartender said. You're going through Yellowstone right now? We said, yep. And he said, well, you drive slowly because if you run into a moose, your car will be totaled and the moose will be angry. 
Wow. So we were we were good. Careful. Good. We saw some bison. Bison. Um, but that's it. All right. Well, I think Steve will have a good time. Wha- what is he doing? He's going to on location to save a hospital. His wife works uh, in for hospitals. Oh, and so she's going to save it. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh. I think she's a consultant. I could be totally wrong. Also, this weekend we are driving to a gay wedding on Colorado. I only mention that it is a gay wedding so that when you see pics of me on social media, you will understand why I'm only wearing leather chaps and a feather boa. Love you guys, Steve, because that is how all gay weddings are. Did he say only leather chaps and a leather boa? Yeah. So it's a nude gay wedding? He's wearing chaps. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But it's that's p- part of the law, right? Everybody attending a gay wedding <laughs> must wear leather chaps it and some, some sort of feathered top. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes, unless it's not one of those gay weddings. It's right. one of the other kind. Yes. Um, where everybody's really, really well-dressed. And it's beautiful. <laughs> it's very tasteful. Yeah. Okay, we're n- making judgments on the quality of the chaps that Steve's going to be wearing. I think they could be very tasteful. S open. Have you chaps. ever seen really, really tasteful chaps? I don't know. I'm going to see Steve Owen. I think we should don't Google media. that. Yeah, Taste very tasteful. tasteful. <laughs> it's just made of fruit leather. Amy That's writes in tasty chaps. and says, hey, guys, the show has been great. I live in upstate New York. The I show's d- been great? Yeah. Oh, great. No, but this is from five oh, years ago. No, I DJ at a local <laughs> college uh, for something fun to do. I found it difficult to locate songs that are FCC clean. What FCC kind of music clean? are you listening to, Amy? Uh, it seems that with a variety of media uh, to watch and listen, being uh, music being clean or making a clean version of a song is no longer that important. Mm-hmm. Okay. In my free time, I listen to Sirius XM, which doesn't have to play clean music. I was wondering mm-hmm. if you guys had any thought. Um, oh, yeah. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Very And clean. the Bee Gees. Very clean. And you can't go. And then Michael Jackson. Just play those but three. But he's bad. Yeah, he's bad. Yeah. And he knows you know it. it. Jam on. Um, I, th- I don't know if it's that difficult. I mean, I think that the, how much stuff is there like there's a i remember back in the day the the pretenders from the first album there's a song where it has the the phrase fuck off in it and i remember as a 13 year old listening to it being like appalled it's the middle of the road no 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 um precious oh yeah yes um pretenders were great but i don't think that she's going to be playing pretenders at a as a dj at a party no, no, she does it on the on the radio. That's the whole thing. Oh, she's a DJ on the radio. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so she's looking for clean music. Yeah, but but I just remember that on the on the mainstream music station they played that song, and I would be like, "Whoa, they played that with the fuck off in it." They did. Yeah, because I don't think that they had the the technology. I don't know, but they. I don't. I, maybe they. It wasn't screened well, but now you you don't hear that on the radio. Um, you can make a clean version of stuff. You just take that little phrase and reverse it in a little in your little audio program. Uh-huh. But also, there's I think that there's a good amount of music that even like seems like it. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't I, I yeah I I don't I mean the last new music I listened to, yeah. ironically, was Ape Shit by the Carter family. So that's not clean. June Carter. No. Uh, it was uh, Beyonce and uh, oh. her husband, wh- whose real last name is Carter. Okay. 
Well, I can't remember what he's Sean. No, no, no it's is it Jay Z? Uh, Jay Z. I don't know who she's married to. I'm okay. terrible. We're we're really bad. We're that, a bunch of we, old can old we people. Edit that part out. Yeah, we can edit, absolutely <laughs> edit that part <laughs> out. We are so hip. I'm gonna I'm gonna research who what his real name is and then um, yeah, please put do. it back in there. Uh, but I'm really I like the fact that I was thinking of the the Carter family. You really were June Carter. Yeah. Wow. June Carter Cash. Marty. Uh, so Sad. Amy, just I have to give her a plug. So her radio show is Wednesdays from four to six. That's Eastern um, East Coast time at mm-hmm. WONYFM dot com. And if you want to, you can also uh, pod her stuff. You can download it. It she plays a, a current indie mixed with nineties modern rock and early two thousands is e- indie. And I think it's called uh, Amy's Dance Party. And you guys should all uh, listen to it. It's great music. And mm-hmm. you can listen to it while you're working or w- around the house. And it's nice to have a smartly curated uh, um, music selection playing for yes. you. And you can tweet requests to her at Amy on W-O-N-Y. And Amy, you should play the Fastbacks. Okay. The best unsigned band from Seattle ever. Okay. There you go. And did did you um did they play at your theater? Uh no, they didn't. No. Nirvana did. Just Nirvana. Yes. Yes, Nirvana did. And the posies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. There you go. Not Mud Honey though. We wanted Mud Honey. They were too big. Hmm. Hmm. What else was <laughs> John plowing on that farm? Senior Smoke wants to, n- oh to know. Oh my god. I um, can't talk about that soybean? yet. Soybean. No, Corn not yet. And no, some things sugar I beets. Talk about my plowing. Very, very simple. Yes, it was. Yeah, sugar, sugar beets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was up in New Hampshire. It's called the Granite State because there's so much rock in the. In the so we basically just moved, moved stones. Oh, none of this is true. No, but I do have. I found a uh, a picture from the uh, W. Uh, what was the WPA from the the Works Progress Works Progress Administration? Uh, and so it was a picture. My my father was born in 1933. Um, in Arusta County, Maine, and um, so it's a depth of the depression. He's number six of seven in his family, and their their job at that point was picking potatoes. Arusta County, Maine, is the poorest, still the poorest county in the United States. And there's pictures uh, the, from the WPA of a couple of kids picking potatoes, and one of them has his face down. And it might not be my father, but it looks like him. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty cool, and it's funny because there's. It's on this this thread from the Library of Congress, and and pe- people saying these kids are so sad. They look like they're crying. They look like they're giggling because right. they're having their picture taken. And uh, people are like, "Oh, they're so sad." I'm like, you know, they're 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 nine and ten. Whether or not they're actually my my uh, related to me or not, they uh, when you're nine and ten, you know, it's really a bummer when you get spanked and everything else is <laughs> gravy. I have to go up and pick potatoes. Okay. <laughs> Um, that's why I, I'm in favor of child labor. Well, it's that's funny. What I'm saying the it, back in the '60s, there was an uh, <laughs> there was this movement, and it was called um, shoot. Uh, it was 1965, and th- the uh, then labor secretary of labor wanted to recruit 20,000 high schoolers mm-hmm. to replace the hundreds of thousands of of Mexican uh, migrant workers mm-hmm. who. Uh, 
work came over to work at, as part of the Bracero program, mm-hmm. and so the idea was to to stop the, that sort of migration and keep the labor here. So basically, for the summers, they they took these all these they wanted like athletes, mm-hmm. high school athletes, and so they would just take them out in buses mm-hmm. and put them to work in these in these um, you know put in them the fields in the fields and mm-hmm. put them up in these migrant you know uh housing mm-hmm. and they, they i think they called it the a team um and so they had no idea what they were getting themselves into like these kids and so they were out there in 100 degree heat mm-hmm. just working non-stop mm-hmm. just and like most of them just quit you mm-hmm. know like it was a huge failure <laughs> but mm-hmm. but it's like there's a on npr there's a, a great it's called uh when the U.S. tried to replace migrant farmers, uh, farm workers with mm-hmm. uh, high schoolers, uh, and it, it really does just demonstrate how this is just work that nobody like wants to do. And if you're a high schooler and you can go back home, like you go back home. But if you have no other options, you have to do the work. Right. And and it's uh, it says something about why. First of all, these people need to be paid fairly and treated well. Mm-hmm. But al- also, like th- that's th- the these are people like coming over here to work, taking jobs that nobody here wants to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it you get some empathy for for the actual effort it takes to do this work. And mm-hmm. and everybody should read that because. <laughs> these kids like this one guy that they interview who's just like yeah w- we felt it was like a challenge to to keep doing it like it, you know but it was just the, the worst work ever so yeah uh and yeah and they only had to do it for a couple of months and they mm-hmm. didn't have to, to raise their families on it and mm-hmm. like it's just like so for the people who talk about illegal immigrants as being like these leeches of society like no they're the ones who are helping you have your your dollar meal for the the price that you get it for you know mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so andy wants Sorry. To <laughs> no andy wants to know why we how to listen live on an android phone i suppose i can just uh, you got to get an app you got to get the TuneIn app or the stitcher app i think i don't i have an android phone but i don't listen live yeah we're we're actually not listening to this live right well, now i am listening to it live we're actually not live now we're recording what we're recorded like i'm not actually here so i when i read that tweet it was from the future. No, no, we're no. He's listening live, or is he? He's asking how to listen live. Yeah, but he is he listening live? Uh, no, he's just tweeting it. He just happens to be tweeting it now. Yeah, or she. But we just a- what? This is surreal, man. Yeah. So it's like asking, how do you breathe or something? How do I speak? No, how? it's we're listening live and. Everybody else is listening just on a few seconds after us. <coughs> okay, we are. You and I are listening live. Well, sometimes you're listening. I have. I was. I wasn't listening to that whole thing about how uh, all immigrants are saints. That you just. <laughs> I don't know if that's quite how I phrased <laughs> it. There's this, did you hear that, Mike Malcolm Gladwell? I think it was on his Revisionist History podcast, but it might have been some somewhere else. I think it was, yeah. Basically, looking at there was a period of time where this uh, really great, uh, the Commandant of the Marines took over the Immigration Service back in the uh, after the Vietnam War in the seventies, and he tr- he was tired of it not being effective, so he basically worked to seal off. 
the uh, Mexican border. Yep. And the the uh, unintended consequence was before that, um, basically everybody came over the, the border and worked and then went back home. Yep. And then because it was harder to get over the border and harder to get home, they stayed. Yep. So... And then, then they and then they would bring their families over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. But it, it's a great, it's a, a fantastic episode, and it's and this guy had the best of intentions, and, yeah, and was very effective at it. And right. Also, then it forced people to take harsher routes to get in, and then more people died. Mm-hmm. And there's still four hundred and thirty something children, by the way who are being held in American detention who are, have not been reunited with their parents mm-hmm. like months later. Like mm-hmm. the, just don't forget that that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, John. Yes. Let's wrap things up. Really? Let's say, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I think we're good. We're at a good point. Um, I'm very excited that you're teaching this class. And uh, if people want to suggest movies, American movies, somebody uh, suggested Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um, I think it was Tyson. The uh, the thing the thing about Jackie Brown and and all of it's around it's an hour and a half too long. Yeah, and also there's a whole toenail scene. I can't I can't watch that again. Oh, <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I'm not. The uh, <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I, and I've had this. Who did I have a big, big fight with? On I think it was Bill. Um, that if I would love an editor to take 45 minutes off that movie and then mm. I will watch it again mm-hmm. because there's there's amazing parts to that movie. Yeah, but then there's like her riding an escalator for ten minutes, you know. Or the opening, the opening walk. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it just goes on. The tracking shot. Yeah, it says nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so and also Tyson, his his uh class is only two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah, so so I can't watch it. Could not watch it. So if you come up with a ninety minute version, yeah, I will a I will see it because I'm sure it will be awesome, Mm -hmm. and then. And then you can show it. In so your please, class. please recut Jackie Brown. That's that's our our plea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything else going on that you want to plug? Uh, not what? not right now. Did you give Yogi his birthday present yet? No, I. I'm sorry. What? Any ideas? Uh, tweet at what John. Is, what Sylvain is it, What is a 17-year-old who? Uh, has everything uh, need yes. uh, for their birthday, and who's a fan of of um, Dutch history? He's a fan of of uh, medieval history and Dungeons and Dragons. He is like you look up. He's actually in the dictionary under geek. Oh, yeah, right there. His picture. Well, Bard's Tale Four is about to come out. Who? It's a video game. Back in the like early nineties or maybe late eighties, there was a sort of a a dungeon crawler called. Uh, Bard's Tale, a Bard's Tale, a Bard's Tale. Yeah, huh. I think it was okay. like ninety-four or something, and um, they're they're revitalizing it. Okay, so you can get him that. Yeah, it comes out next week, I think. That's good. Should I also get him some crack cocaine too? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I get. I'll give him a video game. Don't like don't do it. Yeah. Oh my God! It's the only. It's the only. He's such a. He's the best kid on earth. He's my favorite son. Really? Yeah. My favorite child of mine. Okay. Th- wow. Yeah. It's that's ama- how, spe- that's I know how special he is. It's a bold bold thing to say, given that it's I have so many others. One. Yeah, I've only got the one. But he, uh, his one his one uh, thing is that he, he's a little bit addicted to, uh, and less than most other people, but he's addicted to computer games and he won't go to sleep. Oh. Uh, 
I mean, you know, he does it less than he's he's actually I'm very lucky. We're very lucky. He's yeah. a very easy kid to to uh, be a parent of. And he's a I think you you raised him well and Thank he's you. great to be around and not Thank you. he's always been like that and not all kids are like that. Yeah. Um okay, so we would love emails uh, suggestions of movies that uh, define American culture. Mhm. Yeah. And um and any other questions that you have and don't forget to um uh I don't know. Hey, uh, am I gonna can I Vote. come back next week? Sure. Yeah. You're you're a merp. All right, fantastic. So here's here's another another request. Okay. Uh, anything about the original Star Wars: A New Hope, Star Wars: A New Hope, <laughs> Episode Four? Anything anything interesting anybody has to say, I will I will say to my uh, students as if it's a fact. Oh yeah, and it doesn't <laughs> have to be true. You know, and it's better if it's not. Yes, and you, know, you, John knows all about Joseph Campbell and the Hidden I, Fortress. Uh, I slept with him, and um, yes, so and I, I watched the Hidden Fortress, and I don't really get it's the not similarity. a very good movie. No, it's not, and I don't really see why everybody says it's a remake of the Hidden Fortress. Yeah, except that there's two goofy guys, right? But that's about it. I don't, I didn't get it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I even got through it. But <laughs> yeah, I don't, not sure I did either. But um, thank you, John, for coming in, and we will Thanks for the coffee. see you next Tuesday. Bye. If that fuck, time to tip that fuck, time to tip that fuck, time to tip that fuck. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.